What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Bring us in, babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. We got to work on removing ourselves from the mic a little bit again. Was I too loud? When we uh, do our intro. (laughs) Welcome to Bleeding from the Ears again. Oh my gosh, and let's redo it. (laughs) Let's practice while we're still on air. All right, here we go. Bring us in, babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. That was better. That was a whole lot better. Okay, I, think. I, I forgot think we were, to back up. I think we were better in sync. Well, you've been out of the game for a while now, you know? <laughs> so we're still kind of bringing right. you back in slowly, right. you know, yeah, to right. kind of get the hang of things. Um, <laughs> so we thought it was funny this morning. So Nicole, she's, she's a little caffeine sensitive, right? And if you saw her story a couple days ago, you would have seen... That I made some coffee, right? Because Nicole doesn't drink coffee every day as it is, even decaf, right? So we were podcasting, so I threw in a pot of coffee for myself and, you know, I poured myself in a big mug. I don't know. How many ounces is this, would you say? That's like a 16er. Yeah. It's like a 16-ounce mug. And so I pour this and Nicole's like, well, I want some coffee. And she pours herself just a tiny bit in a big mug. And I was like, well, babe. Like a, like a tiny bit, like you could still see the bottom of the cup. Yeah, like when you move the liquid around, you can still see the bottom of the... <laughs> the cup and i was like well i got you this this nicole had been bugging me for a while or not bugging me but she had been saying like they have these mugs at starbucks that have each state on them and i would oh, love really i thought you just bought that for me for the heck of it i didn't realize i was bugging you about well it. that's why i changed the phrasing oh, okay. but you had casually brought up that's several it. times when we were in the airport <laughs> that you know it'd be cool to get one of those and i remember we were going to buy one time but we were on our way to our destination not coming back home so it wasn't like ideal to buy it and maybe break mm-hmm. during the trip anyway so one day i was traveling by myself and i bought nicole this tiny mug it's right two ounces. it's a little two ounce michigan mug and it's like the cutest thing ever so i told starbucks nicole, has them i'm sure you know like they have every single state i think they're like supposed to be you're not supposed to drink out of them i don't think i think they're just like collectibles <laughs> like a decorative yeah. item but it's really cute it's a small little two ounce mug nicole maybe has an ounce in there with her creamer and the coffee <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she's using i don't know for some reason i thought that was a funny little story but it is real cute it is really cute and you guys should definitely get one and it's not an ad we're not selling these things sorry right? so you're not going to see it on our page But if you happen to be at a Starbucks and you might catch your state on there, it's actually pretty cool. Um, Anyway, sidestepping to today's episode, Mm -hmm. uh, we have some new friends. Actually, I've only talked to one of them once. I haven't really talked to the other one at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's Nicole made some new friends on Big Brother. (laughs) 
And so on the show today, we have Memphis and Christmas. Yes, we do. We have them together. So it's going to be the four of us. And it's I love these because we don't usually have four people on the show at once, mm-hmm. but it makes for a much more entertaining and fun conversation, I'm hoping. I hope I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> we haven't recorded it yet. We haven't recorded it yet, but we're about to get on the phone with them. So uh, we hope you guys enjoy. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, do you, so wait, let's, let's go through this one more time. Do you find my voice soothing or is it just soothing when it's in this radio like thing with the microphone and the like filter? I said, and- like I said, off air. It's fine until that cackle comes out. <laughs> this cackle right here? No, it gets worse than that. That's your that's your like professional cackle. That's not a I mean that's let's, let's hear your villainous uh I I cackle. can't I can't do that on Unless cue. Something's funny. That something has to be really, really funny for, for me to laugh like that. I mean I just I like your voice all the time, on oh. and off the air. There's no way. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's his villainous cackle. That was funny. <laughs> that... <laughs> Wait, so why why do you say that? Why do you say there's no way? There's no way. What do you okay, do you yourself think that your voice is annoying? Um sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I do get annoyed with my voice. Yeah. Okay. But I didn't until I think I went on Big Brother 16 and people brought it to my attention. Until you started hearing it and seeing it yourself? Is oh, it's that... super annoying on TV. That's not what I really sound like, though. Well, well, okay. And I will give you the benefit of that. One, your voice isn't annoying to me, so Thank that's off the table. But two, I will say that when you are in the Big Brother house in the diary room, they always ask for more energy, more yeah, I energy. I need it, you know, more. And the natural tendency for people to do is not necessarily always give more energy per se, but get louder, right? This season, I try not to do that, though. It's hard, though. Anyway, these are this is our conversation that we're having as we're waiting for Memphis and Christmas to give us a call here. So this is the uh, pre-call convo. Yeah, and he just decided to start it <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> it's okay. All right, no, but they're coming on now. Hey. Hey. Feliz Navidad. Hold on one second. <laughs> Feliz cool. Navidad. Hey. Feliz <laughs> Navidad. And Memphis to both of you. Welcome. <laughs> Sorry, we were having some, we were like a little confused. What up? And, What's up? No, it's know. okay. We, we, it would be nice to see you guys on FaceTime, yes. but it, it messes up with our audio quality. Got so. it. Yeah, uh, I know. I know you guys would like to see my pretty face, not Nicole. But, uh, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> so how are you guys doing today, Memphis? Happy uh, belated birthday. Sorry, I'm stuffing my face right now. But <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> how, does, how does 38 feel? Does it feel any different than 37? No. Yes. <laughs> so where so where are you guys right now? Mine is having Christmas in my life. No, that's a significant like... difference in the feelings. <laughs> I, I think once once you get to a certain age, it's kind of like it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do like to think that my life gets substantially better year over year. So you're so aging. You're aging like fine wine. One would say, yeah, <laughs> I think so. More like whiskey there you go there you go well i turn 30 next year and i feel like that's gonna start getting to that point where i'm like oh yeah now it's now you know now i'm in cruise control for a little bit your baby i know i know 
<laughs> but anyway, so where are you guys right now? We are in the bed at Margaritaville in Orlando. Oh, oh that sounds so nice. that sounds very relaxing. Did you guys have a good time last night? Good celebration? Yeah. She had a lot of things planned. We went to brunch, we did we went and got a massage, we went to Top Golf. Oh. So we had a good day. Wow. Yeah. Who's better at exciting. who who's better at Top Golf? Who won? I did. She actually beat really? my ass. Which, <laughs> yeah. which is so which is so embarrassing. By the way, your birthday? Still gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> and he's gonna hate me for this. I've never I've never played golf or top golf or swung I've like yeah. swung a club one time, literally like like one day and yeah. whooped yep. him. So well, there's that. It's okay. I just I just started golfing this past summer while Nicole was gone, and I still suck. We heard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, well, we did. What's crazy? I'm actually a decent golfer. It's just you know with top golf, it's not as Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah, it, it's like uh, so you could be a good hitter, but you really got to be good aiming. And not, like, I feel like at Top Golf, it's all, nine times out of ten, it's like luck. Hopefully, I get it in a one that's a lot of points. You know, I don't think it's really luck though, because oh, I, here we go. She's no. like, she's got your back, Christmas. Well, oh, I, I agree with you, Nicole. Already, uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely skill because when I did Top Golf, I was really good at it the first time, and then the second time, I couldn't even hit the dang ball off the thing. So that's not luck, especially if you've never golfed before, because I haven't golf before either so if christmas beat memphis who's a golfer that's very impressive <laughs> I well, I'm, te- I'm like a technique junkie so as soon as i figured out how like how my body was connecting with what i wanted it to do mm-hmm. that's when he was screwed memphis was over there picking up the ball and throwing it <laughs> yeah yeah basically like what was my drive babe like yeah, she was driving the ball like 150 yards oh my gosh <laughs> That's a hell of a drive. I can I can picture Christmas exactly her form and swinging the club for some weird reason. I don't know if it's because we spent that much time together. I've never seen you swing a club, but I know exactly what you would look like swinging a club. <laughs> it was it was actually very impressive. Yeah, like, I was impressed. That's awesome. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy, you guys. That we've only gone top golf once. No, I twice, think maybe I think. twice. Yeah, we went and- once in Florida actually. Um, when we were down there for a family vacation and uh-huh. then I took, it was freezing in Michigan, but in April for his birthday, a couple of years ago, I had a party at Top Golf. Yeah. Oh, nice. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, yeah. Cool. This episode is brought to you by the World Series of Poker. Have you ever watched World Series of Poker on TV and dreamed of winning like the pros? The official World Series of Poker app lets you play real-time poker with poker fans around the world. It's as close to the real thing as you can get without the $10,000 buy-in. Yeah, I love playing. I've played this game many, many times uh, just right there on my phone. And I have a hard time not just doing... <laughs> going all in yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to rack up my money and, mm-hmm. and it's cool because you get to play with people online so you're like playing real time and you're and you honestly feel like you're in the world series of poker be on the lookout for all the crazy and fun events coming up around the holidays too best of all you can get 1 million chips as a bonus gift when you join today what's the hold up download the world series of poker app in the apple app store or on google play and amazon now and don't forget to use my promo code world series of poker so w s o p c o c o for 1 million bonus chips when you sign up that's 1 million bonus chips when you download the world series of poker app using promo code W-S-O-P-C-O-C-O.
Um, so anyways, I want to take, I want to go blast from the past here and I guess I'll start with Christmas. Uh, I don't Ooh. know if Memphis is still eating, but yeah, it'll give you some time to chow down. Um, <laughs> uh, so Christmas big, before big brother, right? Like before anything, right? So what were you doing? Cause your, your first season was BB 19, right? Yeah. Uh, so what were you, what was life for you like before that? And was, was big brother even in your uh, wheelhouse of things that you wanted to do or could do? Like what, what was life for like you then? I mean, honestly, so like I, I was, uh, you guys are going to be so tired of hearing me talk about this. I was a pro athlete for a couple of years, uh, with three different sports. And so from there, I, that's where like people know me from. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would travel almost every weekend, either teaching seminars for my nutrition program, um, co- you know, like guest coaching classes or doing special events and doing meet and greets, you know? Yeah. And so I literally was traveling like a maniac. I was where I do, I have an online fitness app. Mm-hmm. So people are like, you know, you come in and you work out with me. And then I also owned and was a head coach of my CrossFit gym. So I sold that last year. So that was, I had that for 10 years before I oh, sold wow. it almost 10 years. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, it was all things fitness. You know, I, I videoed my my stuff. Like, it's not much different than what it is now, yeah. um, except for now it's just, like, I've gone through Big Brother twice. And when I broke my foot, I thought for sure, I was like, well, there, there's my career. Yeah. Like, my career's done, which it isn't, you know. But as I heavily identified as an athlete and not necessarily just as, like, a, a coach or a teacher. And But I, I love teaching so much. So that really helped me shift. Like, Big Brother 19 helped me shift into a different um, career path, like, different stage in my career of doing more focused online coaching and education and just, like, being home a lot more. And then, of course, I had Loyal. And then, like, it was perfect. It was like, I'm telling you, God has the plan yeah not my plan god's plan because i would have done things very differently but i i wouldn't change a thing to where i am now yeah uh so going on big brother wasn't like it what and i i know the fans are gonna be upset about this it wasn't like a big thing that i really wanted to do for a long long time Mm -hmm. i saw going on big brother as another opportunity for competition Mm -hmm. Uh, okay and that's why I originally said yes to it and I went on it. And that's why I came back again this season because I was like, well, I get to go compete the way that I knew that I wanted to the first time. Mm-hmm. And Big Brother, I love I love Big Brother. It's so fascinating. Um, I had the best time playing this year, but it was it was more of, okay, now that I've conquered, like I've been at the top of the line for these three sports, let me go see what else I can do. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's not easy to make a career out of being an athlete. Even even top level athletes in uh, I guess in less like not like NBA for example or MLB where you actually get a salary, right? But in competitive sports like CrossFit and stuff like that, it's hard to make that your full time job. Like so, you had to be really good and really dedicated to get that. So <laughs> what were the what were the three sports that you were doing? Uh, so I went. I was. A CrossFitter, so I went to the CrossFit Games for two years. Oh wow! I went to regionals for, um, I think it was five years, uh, and then I also was a an Olympic weightlifter. So not the the person that stands on the Badass. stage and flexes. <laughs> I did the like the overhead lifts that they, you see at the Olympics. I was not in the Olympics, but I was in the top ten of the nation oh, for my awesome. weight class for a few years in a row, and then also. Um, 
I was the first female. I was on a pit crew on NASCAR. I was a tire changer at the <laughs> Sprint Cup so level. Cool. Jesus. For NASCAR. So, like, I mean, that was all, like, within, before I was, you know, thir- like, 30 and then 32 or whatever, 35. Um, so, I just, I love competition and I get obsessed <laughs> and a little fixated. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Yeah, because like I said, I mean, people can do a, a professional sport their whole life and not have the success that you've had even before Big Brother. You know what I mean? To be able to yeah, it's, establish it's yourself that common. way. And most athletes have about a shelf life of three years. So when I was, when I first started competing, like I wasn't supposed to compete. I didn't play any sports until my mid-20s. That was going to be my other profit. question. Like if you were an athletic person younger, like in high school and no. did all these sports. No, I smoked and did a lot of drugs. So, like, I, like, literally <laughs> had, like, in the background. it was wild. Um, and so, like, for me, I, I was forced into my first competition for CrossFit, and then I found that I really have a competitive spirit. And to find that in my mid-20s is pretty incredible. And then to be able to have a, a, a very thriving career. Mm-hmm. You know, it's unfortunate that most athletes don't, like, we still had to pay injury fees into CrossFit competitions yeah. and USA weightlifting competitions. You paid for everything. And then as an athlete, how you actually make your money in these off sports, you know, like not mainstream is through sponsorships. Yep. And, you know, I was really fortunate that I got, I was, I mean, it was a lot of hard work. Absolutely. But, I mean, I was obsessed. Like, you, like my life was dedicated to competing and to, and to this level of, of um, competition, which is why I won't do those sports now as a competitor because I can't find the balance between family and competing mm-hmm. in that in those sports. Now, something else I would definitely consider, but um, it's very difficult to make a living off of an ath- being an athlete. You usually can't. Yeah. And so during that time, I was building my business to be able to continue to have something when, when my run was over and I was just really fortunate that my run lasted as long as it did. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that's what people, like you said, they don't understand that. Like, for example, like in the Olympics, the people that do track and field events, mm-hmm. right. Maybe like discus or shock put or something like that, which are high level athletes, but unless they have sponsorships, they, they're working maybe two, three jobs to be able to train at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I have a couple Olympian friends that, you know, they, they literally are like just above the poverty level just from like, you know, the, the time that consumes with training mm-hmm. and then being like having to have a job on the side of that or having to have a significant other that can help support you. Mm-hmm. That's it's really, really challenging. So like I just wish that there was more stability in the in being an athlete and the thing is what's crazy is that exists in other countries you know like uh other countries make it like that's national pride we're gonna pay you a good salary and you're gonna train and you know that's your job right because you're gonna represent our country here it's sponsorships and 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 (laughs) yeah america does that um the u.s does that but very limited yeah and you have to be like i mean i have a couple friends that have done that too but it's it's not the people think that they 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 find a sport and they love it and they're like oh I have the numbers to do all the way and I'm like eh. one number isn't consistent across the board from yeah. your performance exactly and that and that pressure of competing on the floor that changes everything you can be a gym champion and then go to the floor and 
shit your pants. Um, (laughs) Very eloquently said. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. You know, I'm here for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Well, see that, and I didn't know that about you. That's that's more than an interesting story. That a lot of respect for that. Um, So yeah, I think that that's really cool. And and we'll get more into after Big Brother, but now I'm going to switch my focus to Memphis. Memphis, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Bruch. Think about how many times you've brushed your teeth in your lifetime. You probably do it without thinking at this point, but have you ever managed to replicate that fresh from the dentist feeling? For a dentist quality clean at home, don't brush, Bruch. Yeah, Bruch cleans your teeth at 31,000 movements a minute. A manual toothbrush tops out at just 300, and many electric toothbrushes are barely a step up from manual. Some do a good job, but cost like $200 and up. And advanced features that are right out of the box, there's six different cleaning modes. There's daily, there's white, there's gentle, gum, max, and tongue. As a smart timer with a quad pacer and four-week battery life. Get 15% off your Bruch when you use promo code COCO at Bruch. Dot com. Try it 90 days risk-free and get a two-year warranty. That's Bruch, B-R-U-U-S-H dot com, promo code COCO. So Memphis, first and foremost, Nicole, I didn't even know this until Nicole got off the show or right after she got off the show. I didn't know you were a restaurateur. I didn't know you, you had all these businesses and stuff and that you were like a wildly successful. I mean, not that I didn't think you were successful. But I didn't think, you know, I, I just, I didn't know how or where or what you did. And when Nicole told me that, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, Memphis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so where did this start from? Like where, we're backing up before Big Brother or I guess before your first season of Big Brother was when? It was in, uh, oh, basically 08, 09, I think was the years or 09. Or okay. 08, I can't remember. Something so, like that. So what were you doing before then? What was life for you like before that? Well, I had just, like, basically, I finished Florida State in 07 for hospitality. Okay. And basically, I moved to L.A. in the end of 07 and started working for a small hospitality company at the time called SBE. And then got just a job as, like, a busser at the time. And kind of, I was a busser, worked my way up to, like, mixologist. And that was kind of, like, my profession when I... Uh, went into the Big Brother house the first time, Wait, which so, is so funny. When I think of mixologists, were you like flipping cups over your head and long pours and like? It's, it, I need mean, more. No, that's like more like flair bartending. Like this okay. is more basics of like. Think about more like culinary side beverage culinary. So oh, okay. basically, creating cocktails, creating syrups. Stuff like that. Like, okay. that's really... He like, was, you were very the, ahead of your time, I feel like. I, I was. And, and <laughs> some of the producers from Big Brother All-Stars brought it up with me. They were like, I know, like, mixology is such a thing now. And, like, <laughs> when you were on 11 years ago, everyone made fun of you for saying that term. And I was like, okay, so now I'm cool. I guess. <laughs> it only took 11 years. Um, but it was one of those things where uh, that's where I got my start. And then I went on the show. And then when I got back out, I really made the transition into management. And I started uh, managing venues. And then I started opening venues for the company that I work for. And then I... And then I became the director of operations for all openings. And then I moved to Vegas with them and I opened the casino. I was the director of nightlife for a casino where I oversaw five venues. Oh wow! And then I moved to Miami and started doing hotels with them. 
And then I went out on my own and started opening my own places. So now I have a couple of restaurants that I own and then I have a staffing company and then I have a consulting company where I get hired to open venues. And really I found my niche in, in staffing places and just basically opening venues for other people. That's really what, what my niche is. Um, and that's what I do. And I'm, you know, I've opened over 37 places in my career and I will continue to do that. So wow. yeah, it's been, it's been a great whirlwind. I love what I do. Um, you know, it gives me the ability to free to have free time with my son and just a very flexible schedule and ultimately continues to push along my creative side, which is which really drives me. Wow, that that's what a pathway uh, that that company that originally company really set you up to learn all the things that you needed to know to to really go on your own. <laughs> and be confident, right, in what you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. It took time and it took patience with me to, like, leave that company at the right moment and, and at the right point in my career to be able to step out and do my own places. Um, and it was still a learning curve a little bit even after I'd opened so many places mm-hmm. uh, to do everything on my own. But, but yeah, it, it definitely – that company's uh, growth and me getting in the time that I did set me up to be able to really – the trajectory of my career because a lot of places, a lot of people ask me this a lot or when I speak at the colleges and hospitality schools, you know, it's like some people are stuck in the same kind of company that doesn't have a lot of growth and you know, they they're a GM for 10 years or whatever it might be. And I think partnering and getting in with a company that has a lot of exponential growth is, is very important if you want to, you know, take on a lot and, and continue to move. Like for me now, I just, I work on so much stuff. It's, I'm very ADD in regards to my work, but as far as like, I just constantly have to be working on something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> something new. So, but yeah, that's kind of like where, where it started and, and kind of where, where I'm at now. So I'm very, you know, the the opportunity to go back on the show and for people to see me, you know, 11 years later, I thought was really, really cool because mm-hmm. you could, you know, people could dive into, oh, this is what he looked like, but like, this is what he, where he was at that moment, and this is how far he's got, he's he's come since then. And yeah. I think that's something that, even for me as an entrepreneur, and for a lot of entrepreneurs out there, it's like it's tough to to measure, and because you get complacent and you you get into an element of like, oh well, I have my own restaurants. You don't think about the struggle that you went through and the drive and mm-hmm. the desires you had back then before you had it. Sometimes it, it was good for me to come out and be like, okay, it, it made me really reflect on what I had and what I had accomplished over that time. Um, and that's tough to do, I think, in entrepreneurship. And it's tough to kind of remember back where all you wanted to do was own one restaurant. You know what I mean? And you yeah. were willing to do anything to do that. Um, and it, so I try to look at everything like that, like a very learning curve and, and reflect and, and enjoy, you know. And speaking of, of Big Brother then and now, what – I mean I can't imagine – so did did you always want to be on Big Brother? Like or did that opportunity just kind of fall on your lap and you're like, oh, I mean, yeah, I'll do it. You know, like what the heck? Or- I knew I knew that when I was in college, I, I knew – I got like to the semifinal finals for real world, I think Australia was at the time. <laughs> and I was pretty close <laughs> to going on that show. And it kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, man, I think I kind of want to I want to go down that route if it is a possibility. But I was kind of fixated on, 
either, you know, one of the top five shows, right? So you had Real World Road Rules, Big Brother, Amazing Race, and Survivor. And this Those is are, and, I, and, and, at the moment back then and oh, whatever. And oh, that was like the boom five. of reality TV, too. That's yeah. when it was at its peak, you know. You had those key shows. So I was very adamant that if I did do a show, it would be one of those top shows. So when Big Brother kind of fell into my lap, um, I was very, I was like, let's do it. You know, it didn't take much convincing, uh, but I didn't, it wasn't that I was actively seeking that, you know? So yeah. it, when, it, when it came, it, it was, it was exciting and, and definitely, it's so different though now compared <laughs> to what it was 11 years ago. Well, and then like social media, for example, I think the most they had uh, at that time was like Facebook. And it was one of those times where you would post like a whole album of you going yeah. out with your friends. Nobody, <laughs> you didn't just pick the one perfect photo, you know? And then they yeah. had like, the social few- media for sure has changed everything um, when it comes to Big Brother for sure. And just the game in general, I, I like to highlight the fact that like, you know, during the Caser era and that, that, you know, Mike Boogie and those kind of those mm-hmm. people, the, the game was completely different than it is now. Yeah. You know, the, there's, there's larger alliances, people running packs and that's how you got to kind of survive to get through. So it took me a moment to really dissect that and go into the house with a different mindset um, when it came to playing the game in general, but social media for sure. I mean, that's such a big impact that's totally different compared to what it was 11 years ago yeah if you guys ever have a chance i was telling nicole about this documentary that just came out on netflix this year actually uh while big brother was airing it's called the social dilemma um yeah yeah me and david watched that in the jury house oh Oh, it's crazy right i yeah it's insane what it's insane it blew my mind i know exactly i was like what an eye opener i mean you always think about what's going on behind the scenes and what the motive and intentions are with these platforms because they're quote unquote free right but Mm. watching that you're just like oh my god i want to delete all social media (laughs) It's seriously. Yeah. I mean, it definitely like it's it's so impactful and it's so it's it's mm-hmm. it's changing the way that we operate as humans, which is frightening. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very frightening. It's very frightening. So anyway, changing gears, obviously you and uh, Christmas are together in the same place. And it's no secret that you guys are now in a relationship. Uh, it's no secret. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. And, <laughs> and I just, you know, I have to ask, did did you guys have any type of feelings like this in the house together or was it kind of like uh maybe you know maybe you feel that way maybe i don't know i don't know if they feel that way i don't really know if i want to talk about it you know i'll touch on this first and then christmas i'm sure has something to say about it but for for me uh it was definitely like kind of like this cosmic kind of feeling or this just just underlining feeling that i had that there was something that was something very strong and and something powerful there that was going going to be very difficult to ignore. Yeah. And I think when you get that feeling, um, you don't necessarily know what it is, mm-hmm. but you just know it's something. And I think that's the feeling that we had or I had um, when I was in that house. And it for me, it was like it almost like I had to like run away because I, I was I was attracted to her, and I don't mean like physically attracted to her I was but like I'm talking about like energy I was, like she was a magnet right she was yeah. like an energy that like I wanted to be around all the time so I had to like not only from a game perspective 
But like for my own sake of like being respectful yeah. of the situation I was in outside the house, yep. I had to basically uh, like kind of run away from her. <laughs> <laughs> so there were moments like in the house, I'd walk into a room and she would be there. And I'm like, I want to just sit there and hang. But like, mm-hmm. I literally, I cannot. I need to like go the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Is that how you felt Christmas? Um, I mean, honestly, I can echo the same thing. Like, uh, he has a little bit funnier of a pre-house entry story than I do. But, like, you know, I just met him and there was just, like, I was like, I'm not going to say, you know, it's it's so, it's unlike anything that I've ever experienced before where it wasn't just because he was hot or, like, I felt flutters for him. I was like, man, I just want, like, I'm drawn to him. I just want to be in the same room as him. Like, I felt like I needed to be, like, there was a magnet. Like, I felt like I just wanted to be closer to him and conversate and like sit and talk. And that was, um, a little, that was different for me. And so same thing for him. I was like, okay, we coming into, I'm coming into this house in a relationship. And like, I want to go ahead and remind everybody right now, I was dating the guy that I was dating for a few months before I went into the house, mm-hmm. like literally the yeah. same year, uh, just a few months. And, and so was Memphis, but, just because we weren't dating very long doesn't mean that they deserved me to exactly that, to yeah. throw that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. we didn't get to have conversations about how we felt in the house. We didn't get to have that. Like we just mm-hmm. felt it and we knew it. And then you know what he said a couple times. He's like, "I just feel like I'm at summer camp." And so we kind of needed to be able to get out of the house, return to our previous partners, and like. Then we realized it was like it wasn't anything other than like we just needed to be together. Yeah. Um, I mean, he is absurd. And I love him for it. Like, <laughs> it's like I know what he's thinking. I know what he's feeling. We just have this. I don't think that connection is the correct word because it's just mm-hmm. it's real. It's there, and it was just finally we were in the at the same place at the same time. Yeah. And that's what it, that's what it took. And so we did avoid each other a lot. Um, and that's probably why you guys didn't see us like hanging out until the last week that we were on the block together. We hung out all the time because we knew that like one of us was going home, but leading up to that point, we tried not to hang out a lot because it was very obvious that we just wanted to. Yeah. And so for game wise and respect of our relationship, and, you know, like, who knows what was going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that we were as respectful as possible on all levels. Yeah, and I had a, I was having a conversation uh, with Nicole here at home, and she, we, we were talking about how being in that Big Brother house for three months with people, uh, especially somebody that you may be drawn to, is almost the equivalent because you're together every day is almost the equivalent to being together with that person for like a year That's right you, you learn you learn so much your day in day out all their habits you know waking up going to bed you see them at their best at their worst mm-hmm. right so there's that level of connectedness because you are just with that person all the time that you don't normally get because when you're out in the real world and you're dating somebody, they get ready to go out on this date and uh, then you meet them out at the date and you're maybe at that date for a couple hours and then you both go your separate ways home Mm -hmm. and then that's how dating works. So in the span of actually getting to know somebody for three months, you really only hang out with them a handful of times, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're in the big brother house, it's 24 hours. Well, I actually did the breakdown. It's so funny because I love telling this. I 
somebody got an attitude with me about it. They're like, really? It's only been three months. And I'm like, let me tell you about that three months. (laughs) (laughs) I did the math. Okay. But for a full-time job, the time amount, the time that we spent together correlating to a full-time job is almost a full year of 40 hours of work week with that person. Wow. Now, if you want to talk about casual dating and then trans, like, um, Mm. Get going into serious dating, that actually for then 20 hours a week, you're looking at two years. Yes. And like when you're wow. casually dating, you're only hanging out for a few times here and there. So, like, literally being with somebody 24 7 in that house that you have feelings for and you're like getting to know each other, mm-hmm. that's like multiple years of dating yeah. casually to serious. Exactly. And plus, what you were saying, Vic, is that like we don't have the we don't have all these other things to hide who 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 we don't like about ourselves mm-hmm. or like the bad things or like hey i want to put on my best self for the first 6 months and then slowly integrate <laughs> these smaller <laughs> habits that may piss you off yeah. no it's like, it's like you're getting a fire hydrant to the face of who this person is <laughs> and that's like it's so funny because we we're out in the real world now and i know him so well but then it's like oh you do that it's like it's I don't know a, an example of what I was surprised about, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I think it's it's interesting because yeah, I think the biggest thing being out and being being together is we're seeing ourselves or each other interact with other people and mm-hmm. being out in public, and that's something that we never saw before. Yeah, um, or, and especially like we're we're at a charity event, we're finishing up, and and like obviously when these events happen, like you got to be on right, I mean, yeah. you're on twenty four seven with with these people and. And it's always, it was interesting to watch us both be on in the same moment, you know, and all that. But I think for us, like, you know, when you start a relationship from the inside out is, is what I like to kind of compare it to. It's because we didn't, you know, there wasn't an Instagram filter. There wasn't, you mm-hmm. know, that we weren't putting on a show. No one was, you know, not talking about certain things or talking about certain things. It's like, we basically felt, or I, I felt for her, just just getting to know her and her quirkiness and her laugh and her smile and and just the true, like her real self, um, in those moments that were so raw is what I felt for, and it kind of built from there. And I think that's something that I think is almost impossible in the world that we live in today. Absolutely, that's based on such a filterish, you know, kind of world. And social media and the way that we want people to see us and perceive us. Um, so I think, you know, when you connect with someone on that level, it, it, it's built from a different, different layer. You no, know, and I think we're sure. seeing that now. Yeah. Well, you know? that's why they say, uh, uh, Big Brother has created more, uh, marriages than The Bachelor, right? <laughs> Bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause they, they only, I mean, I, I know Nicole makes me watch the show. Uh, here and there, and <laughs> <laughs> just to make that I was clear, just hearing about Big Brother. <laughs> uh, she no, she makes me watch. Uh, so the Bachelor and Bachelorette, she she makes me watch oh, okay. that. Yeah, and uh, they, you know, from the conversations that we've had with the contestants on that show, they only get you know whatever dates they see. They'll get engaged after, and they've only spent like four hours together. All in all, you know, yeah. total time together, yeah. and it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> and they see them. At their best, right in the best gowns and in helicopter, going to these like yeah. picnics in a different country. Yeah, Big Brothers just what like I, so it's just makes you uh, see each other at, for what they are. Well, I will <laughs> say like Big Brother has a has like a little bit of an advantage where you're going in to play a game and you're not looking for this. You're not you're not positioning yourself to find love. No, you're positioning yourself to 
win money. Yeah. And so you really are like more your authentic self mm-hmm. than on a on a dating reality show. Yeah. And that's what I think too is like what what I mean like you and Vic have been experiences. You guys knew each other. Like just because like just, you guys met, you know, like uh connected a couple of years later, but like you knew each other. Yeah. yeah. So when you did start dating, it was just like okay, like you are you're familiar, you're home. Like it's, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, you guys- he knew what he was getting into. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you guys ever, we got this a few times this weekend is uh, there, a lot of people were like, Man, you guys look so much better in person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Those fluorescent lights don't help like, the looks. Damn, I guess. Thank you. I think. Yeah. I get. I get skinnier in person, and I'm like, Jesus, oh, wait. Did I, what did I look I like on TV? Or, or they'll say your voice isn't as annoying in real life. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, by the way, we 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 vouched for that statement, and we vouched for it this weekend too, because oh, I I got asked that question a couple times, and I'm like, I don't know what you guys are talking. Talking about, I go. I love her voice, and I don't. I don't, like. I go. I think they. I think they move it up a couple of decibels <laughs> on, on the TV. Well, yeah. that's what Nicole and I were talking about before uh, in our little intro. Here is that when you're in the diary room, they make you. They want more energy and more energy, and the and the yeah. natural thing to do is just up your voice, go up mm-hmm. another octave, you know. Yeah. And so then it makes you seem like you're yelling into the diary room. I don't know. <laughs> it's something that I if people complain about all the time. <laughs> So now I'm going to change. I'm going to talk slower. And, but no, I can't. No, don't change yourself. But I can't believe people are asking you guys about my voice. That's hilarious. One hundred percent. So what do you? What, so what's next for you guys? Because uh, you both happen to find yourself kind of perfectly in Florida now, in two different parts of Florida. But the you're only both state in that's Florida. open. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, we you know we both have our careers and and our jobs, and we both have our sons and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're a few hours away from each other at this point, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not, you know, for us, there's, there's a lot of moving parts in when you, when you talk about kids and, mm-hmm. and co-parents and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of stuff that we have to sort out and work out, but look, we're taking one day at a time and, and we're just, uh, you know, we're very appreciative of the time that we do get to spend together. And ultimately I can't mm-hmm. not be with her. So, yeah. Uh, we have to just sort that out, but we know that we have to be patient with, with the boys and the, and the co-parents and everything. And, you know, we're just, we're just, we're happy. And I think, uh, we're looking forward to next year and everything coming on. So, yeah, well, yeah. We're happy. We're happy for you guys. Absolutely. Well, hopefully when uh, this COVID stuff, you know, starts hopefully uh, sorting itself out, maybe the vaccine, you know, as life, you know, hopefully gets back to normal here sooner rather than later. Uh, maybe we can get together with you guys. Um, yeah, they were supposed to come. They were supposed to come to Turks and Caicos, but yeah. all that got screwed <laughs> off. Yeah. But yeah. we really need, we really like want to hang out. and We do come to Florida every single year, but hopefully COVID yeah. allows us to come this year in march yeah so we'll we'll plan for that and and no but nicole will we'll both stay in contact with you guys thank you so much for being on the show with us and we wish we wish you guys nothing but the best 
Um, uh, thank thanks, you. guys. Thank we you. love you guys. Yeah, Let we... us know if you come for March. We'll definitely come join you, and, and we'll have some Oh, fun. yeah, the boys, will, the, the boys will love it, too, because it's Orange Lake, so there's so much to do. Victor's nieces and nephew come up sometimes, we'll and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we love getting the kiddos together and letting them be maniacs. <laughs> 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 well, thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 Man, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Yes. Was it nice reconnecting with your friends? Yeah. I didn't talk that much because Victor's so good at, like, (laughs) letting the conversation flow. And I know that for me, um, I just would sit there. I like to listen to the conversation with you and them. And if I were to, like, lead the convo, who knows where it would have (laughs) gone. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. That's a yeah. that's a hell of a compliment that you just. I'm gave just me. really happy that they're happy and they're together because I will say that I told Christmas in the you house. Called it. I was like, "You guys are in love," and then she's like, "No," and then I feel like I knew it before she knew it because being <laughs> in that house, you overanalyze everything. I have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I am very romantically happy i am in no way looking for anything so for me i'm just sitting there like this is the first time i played like without a showmance right uh-huh. so i'm sitting there and i'm just like observing everyone with i was like this is so much more fun playing without a showmance <laughs> like I have all this time on my hands like i'm really freaking gonna get to play this game this season and um i i just saw them like interacting and it was so cute like they would have their coffee together and i i feel like they didn't even know but like i knew and then i try to convince other people like as strategy in the house i was like okay like you're telling me that memphis cody's like memphis is gonna vote out christmas and i said there's no way like they're in love they're in love like he will vote you out first and he goes no it's not like that and i'm thinking my gosh you idiot like (laughs) I it's clear as day. I can't help. I'm so emotionally intelligent over here. <laughs> and I can tell that he's not going to vote her out. Like, he will kick you to the curb first. And, like, now seeing that they're together and they're happy and they it's were like, hiding it and yes. running away, I hope that, I mean, I should have let that happen. I was about to say, you shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Hindsight's always 2020. Damn it. But, anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. So, weird or normal? Okay. Is it weird to break at least one glass or porcelain or whatever object that shatters a month? At least once. Normal. (laughs) Just because you do it doesn't mean it's normal. It's normal. (laughs) Nicole wasn't home not even 24 hours or 48 hours. I can't even remember. And I'm in the... I think I was either in... In the you were taking office. a big poop diddy doop. Okay. No, I wasn't. I was either in the office or <laughs> I was wasn't. in the bedroom and I hear a shatter. And yeah. I go, are you kidding me? And I come out and sure enough, Nicole, I think, would you drop a glass or I something? I broke a whole Pyrex pan and then oh, I also broke, yeah. a, I broke a mug like two days after that. But I haven't broken anything since. Well, you made up for two months worth in that in those two days. So now I don't it's only know a matter what of it, time. I'm not really quite sure. It's the tile, though our floor, if anything drops, it will shatter. How many things have I broken in this house? I don't know. Not a lot. You know, the, the thing with Nicole is she'll she'll have a, a big glass. He cannot wait to bring this up. I told him we've <laughs> I'm already talked you, about it. We don't need to talk about it But I do got to bring again. it up again. She'll have the biggest glass uh, with some water, and she'll put it on the most unstable surface. And I don't know why, and she thinks she can get away with it. Or and then or just now she she poured herself something and she put the cup on top of a cap. 
An accident. <laughs> and, or she'll pick up a, a jar from the lid, We've not knowing if the lid is secure Yes, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> It's fine, though. I survive. It's fine. Hopefully, hopefully, this conversation just makes you a little bit more aware. Just that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to put it on documentation that he talked to me about it, so things get better. (laughs) Like whatever. Oh, baby. Okay, what kind of Spanish word of the day do you have for me? Oh, you want you want a Spanish word of the day? Yes, I do. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Spanish word of the day. I'll think something holiday wise. Uh, Okay. Okay. It has to do with Christmas. All right. Okay. So you already know what Navidad is, right? Yes. Oh, that is? Christmas. Okay. Nieve. Oh, I know this. Nieve. Nieve. Christmas Eve. The night before Christmas. No. Nieve. 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 Party. That's fiesta. Oh, yeah. Nieve. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Este año va a caer mucha nieve. No, an English sentence. <laughs> an English sentence with one Spanish word. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hot chocolate? Uh, uh, no. You know what chocolate is. It's, it's spelled oh, the yeah. same. Duh, as- our name is hot chocolate. <laughs> it's- Coco Guillente. I just saw the hot chocolate bar sign, so I'm, well, I'm desperate and, here. And you know chocolate is spelled the same in English and Spanish? Chocolate? Chocolate. But it has an accent, I thought. Well, it, it yeah, but it's still spelled the same. Okay. Chocolate, yeah. Nieve, snow. You why'd you tell me? You guessed like seven different things. So nieve is snow. That doesn't sound like snow. I know because it, it doesn't start with an S. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like night. <laughs> nieve, yeah. Noche is night. Okay, I will say, though, I do know the days of the week. Okay, Lun- go ahead. Lunes, martes, miracles, jueves, viernes, sabado, domingo, de la de la samson. That means Monday, Tuesday, right? <laughs> she got everything right except the last part that she said. That's she- what my Spanish teacher taught me. De la de la samson. Something like I that. I think what you're, su- you're trying to say is días de la semana. Diles de la semana. Oh, diles de la semana. There's no, uh, you're too many L's in that sentence. Diles de la. There's no L's in there. Dias. Dias. De. De. La. La. Semana. La is an L. I know, one L, but di, there's, <laughs> it's, there's not no dilas, it's not dilas de la semana, <laughs> you know, uh, dias de la I will say, semana. though, that my Spanish teacher, week. I will always remember the days of the week because of that song. You know, there, there's a bunch of things like that. So when I was learning my multiplication tables, this is going to sound so weird, right? Okay. Uh, they, they taught us in that way, like a snowman, eight, right, mm-hmm. plays around a tree, Three, right? So snowman, eight, plays around a tree, three, what? for 24 hours. Are you serious? Eight times three is 24. So you remember that stuff? Yeah, snowman playing around a tree, 24 hours. Like stuff like that. Oh, wow. See, I just or, I just memorized eight times three is 24. Or like seven, and it was like a seven with a football helmet on, and then a seven with another football helmet on, and they're football players, and they're the San Francisco 49ers. Oh wow! So they did they come up with something for all of them? I mean, for a lot of them, honestly. Or uh, hmm. or snowman. What is it? You'll always remember that. <sighs> it's hard to come up with them now, but when I think of those multiplications that I got to do quick, it just they, they just pop in my head. <laughs> oh my 
gosh, no, but so they pop in my head because I have them memorized, but they pop in your head with a long ass story. So it's I cool, feel though. like it's not that fast. Do you have to be like, okay, how many times did the. No, it's not like that, though. Oh. Like, I know, I know them, and then I remember that. Oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a snowman is thirsty too, and I can't even remember oh, what the Jesus. what the other what the thing was for thirty two, but that's that's interesting. Yeah, she did a good job, obviously, because that was grade school, right? And all these years later, I remember that. No, that is it's a it's good to learn things like that. That's how I was with in nursing school. Things are spelled very strange, and they're not how you have no one pronouncing them for you. They give you this huge book. They want you to know all the anatomy of the body. So, for example, uh-huh. lacrimal, I think it's called lacrimal gland is right here, like where I'm pointing in the inside of my eye. Okay. okay? For me, I remembered it. I called it lacriminal, and the criminal's sad because they're crying. <laughs> so, like, weird things like that, and my friends would all make fun of me because I never learned the correct way to say them because no one said them. We mm-hmm. just read them. Yeah. And so that's how I remembered all the all the bones and freaking everything in the body. Well, there's one that there's still so the equation. Mm-hmm. Then this is kind of crazy. The equation for photosynthesis, right? <laughs> that teacher was so good. She was yeah. our, she was our best scientist. This was in high school, okay. right? And I don't know how I still remember it. I don't know how she did it, mm-hmm. but the the equation for photosynthesis. 6CO2 plus 6H2O equals C6H12O6 plus 6O2. What the heck? I think, I think that's the equation. I could be off. How do you know that? She just ingrained it in our head. That's we, pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to look it up and correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, 6, six uh, photosynthesis, 6H2O, uh, whatever I just said. Yeah, and, and like, if I think about it too much, I can't. Yeah. It doesn't. But when it just pops in my mind like that. 6CO2 plus 6H2O equals C6H12O6 plus 6O2. What? Something like that. Well, that Something like that. That's really good if, if teachers can make you remember I know. Stuff. I know. Because some teachers are just like monotone, boring, and just write this down, copy this, and learn that. And that's, you know, that's the test. Yeah, my so- I have no idea about geography or social studies because <laughs> all this is all they did. It was He was like the football coach. So he was just like, write down 50 facts from the textbook. And so you know what everyone would do? Write down, you could write down your dog's names 50 times. Like, they <laughs> literally don't check it. So people would just write a paragraph and it wouldn't even be full sentences. Oh, look at that. I just found it. I just found the equation for photosynthesis. Read it out loud. 6CO2 plus 6H2O to... Equals. Equals, what is this? C6. C6H12O6 plus 6O2. Isn't that what I just said? Probably. 6CO2 plus 6H2O equals C6H12O6 plus 6O2. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to that teacher. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Maybe, hopefully I get that question one day. It's like a million dollar question and, you know, it's just... Well, we've been watching You Are the Weakest Link or Weakest Link. And so one was like, lunes, martes, miracles. What is Wednesday? And what is Wednesday in Spanish? And I would have been like, lunes, martes, miracles. (laughs) Woohoo! Well, anyways, guys. And you would have known the photosynthesis. Exactly. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to this episode of Coco Caliente Podcast. Don't forget to rate, Rate, review, review, and and subscribe. subscribe. The easiest way is on... Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play. Absolutely. And if not, you can go to www.cococalientepodcast.com. And you can listen there and check out our merchandise. Don't forget to follow us at 
Coco Caliente Pod on Twitter and Coco Caliente Podcast on Instagram. And also, we are doing a small business episode coming up. Yes. And we are looking for listeners who are small business owners. We would love, we are going to pick one of you and we are going to interview you for like five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Don't, Um, it's not, don't get nervous. Nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. And then we'll we'll talk about your business, showcase you, what's it been like, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think um, we sent out an email about it, and you just email us at at our, our podcast. Yeah, you can go on the website yep. or yeah, Coco Caliente Podcast yeah. at gmail.com, or you can use the one on our website. Coolio. Thank you guys. Bye.